0: Welcome here to SportsStats.ie. It's 2021, and of course, we're kicking off the new year with our feature segment, The Fair Green, where we get to talk to past and present players about their career, their hopes for the future, and they also get to make and break friendships with our fantastic four. Well, certainly, one of the big stories of 2020 was the revival of Cavan Camogie. All Ireland champions in the Nancy Murray Cup came so close to a historic double, and I'm delighted to say our guest today is the captain of that team. A dual county title winner this year, a dual All-Ireland winner in her career. We'd like to welcome Cavan's Erin Galligan to the Fair Green. And first, Erin, welcome to the Fair Green.
1: Hi, Darren. How are you? Thanks for having me.
0: The pleasure is absolutely ours, Erin. We are recording, of course, before Christmas in 2020. But as you get time to reflect on the Cavan Camogie year that you have had, what's your first thoughts?
1: Totally enjoyed it. Um, It was a roller coaster of a a year. Um, I guess when we regrouped together as a team to first compete at national level in November, we didn't know where the year would take us. Um, It was all unknown and it was up to us as players and management and the county board to map it out what we wanted in front of us, I guess, and see what obstacles we kind of came across. So we got the ball rolling in November and we started out with the usual hard running and gym sessions and fitness tests and that. And we got that done before... Christmas, we took a break for Christmas uh, had our celebratory nights out which were few and far between since but uh, then we regrouped again in January and everyone was looking forward to preparation for a league and see where where exactly the team were at and uh, we played a couple of challenge matches that probably didn't go the way we wanted to go in January but looking back now it was a learning curve, we got to see everybody can play together then and get positions for people and change up things and I suppose we were finding our footing in January too, then we went out and we played our three league games um and from those league games i suppose we got a little bit of a fright in ourselves we had competed so well uh, we bet uh, Roscommon and Tyrone which we were very happy with we competed very well against Limerick's second team who were in the All-Ireland fight, junior final last year so we um, we were very happy with how we were competing and how we were rolling and how we had got, got together unfortunately then Covid kind of put a stop to us um, we maintained meeting together on Zoom trying to get a few skill sessions in and a wee bit of strength in that as every other team was for the months and then I suppose being um, a new team we were a bit, I was a bit kind of nervous about having that break as in did we have to build the camaraderie and build the regroup and the bond and what we had developed in the team during the league would we have forgotten all that but when we came together in October the girls had the bite again, we all came together and we were hungry just to get back out in the pitch and see could we follow on from where we had left off in the league Um, and training had went really well, you could see night after night that bond coming back and the grip between everyone's teeth dying to get back into championship so when we started out then against uh, Tyrone and Loud in the Nancy Mori we put up- we put good, good score lines together, good team performance and everybody was back um, confident and happy and just raring to compete against even stronger teams. So it was brilliant. Uh, we got to the Nancy Murray final and we won it, which was our goal at the beginning of the year. Um, so once we had ticked that box, we were content enough. But I think we'd have kind of got greedy in ourselves during the year, thinking that we we had it in us kind of to compete at an even higher level when we could see the score lines that we could put up and how we were performing against the teams in the Nancy Murray. We were delighted that we got the opportunity then to compete in the Premier Junior. And uh, that Premier Junior game, first game was against, uh, semi-final was against Roscommon. So um, that game was the, re- you could see everybody was really gunning for that game. Everybody had their eye on that game to see could we could we get over Roscommon, a, b- a bigger and better team, in the semi-final, in Championship and reach that all-important all-Ireland final so we went down and we played that in that league and uh, I don't know whether we froze in the first half or the first water break but we didn't perform and we come out in a, as a different team in the second half and we just put the scores together our forward line really linked in the second half and it was a joy to play and it was a joy, joy to close out that game with girls to be honest I know we were leading into an All-Ireland final after that day and um, a great achievement for Calvin Camogie. Um But then we've set our sights on Armagh then in the All-Ireland final. Um, we knew it was going to be a massive step. We knew Armagh had been in the All-Ireland 2016, had been in and around junior All-Ireland semi-final ranks for a good few years. They were a developed team. Um, so we we knew that this was going to be the pinnacle. So we've we, we, we done our best on the day. Um, couldn't fault anyone's work rate or desire or anything on the pitch which we we did, we represented the jersey well. A few things went against us on the day. Um, They had a few very strong players that we failed to get a handle on. Um, It was a draw game, five minutes to go, which is probably sad enough to say, but then I suppose we just lost it really in the last 10 minutes. They came strong at the right time, maybe their experience. And getting some lick of the green in the last five minutes kind of pushed them over the line too. Um, It was a very good game. I'd say it was good for the neutral. I feel happy that we represented Cavan well but obviously disappointed that we couldn't close out on them last 5 or 10 minutes of an All-Ireland final but these things happen so that was
0: our year <laughs> <laughs> But of course he came like same came so close to making that history of two All-Ireland titles but it was a, a good point you mentioned earlier on and you probably got this from a lot of people outside of the group and outside of Cavan too because I was at the semi-final against Roscommon and of course your second half performance was as good as any I've seen uh, this year but when you talk about the league match and you didn't know what to expect going into that game against Roscommon and I'll admit I saw Cavan back oh, it's great that they're getting a team team out there and I, that was the result of that weekend. And I stood back and went, whoa, something, something's going on here.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, I suppose we had got that feeling during the year ourselves as players and as management. Because when you look on, when you've laid it out, you know, your 15 starting team or like, and then your 15 like subs or whatever way you were going to look at it as in 30 of a panel, it was just so competitive. There was girls for every position competing and there were very strong camogie players but a lot of experience behind them and a lot of um, grit as well in the girls, you know, they're hard, they're hard on themselves. They're high achievers and um, they're very enthusiastic. Um, it's, a, it is a great wee team of girls um, pushing on. Like I've been around a lot of, a lot of camps, you know, and you might have your, your leaders, your five or six leaders and the rest just slot in. But I really feel with calvin Camogie, there is just, it's oozing leaders and people that are dying to perform dying to improve, find their faults, see where they can improve and, and drive on and, and I think that shows in our performances when we look back we're never happy, never satisfied and definitely if you look back at that All Ireland final we're not satisfied or happy so potentially it's a good thing, it might push us on for 2021 but uh I suppose, as you were saying there, we might have been a new team on the outlook, but us within the camp, we actually had great confidence and belief in ourselves and what we could do and how we can still improve, you know, to drive ourselves on even further.
0: I love hearing that too, because like, Aaron, it would be no secret, I suppose, of maybe a decade ago, and we'll talk to Camogie side in a second, that Cavan were probably struggling to promote hurling and Camogie, but it's been great work done to get the hurlers back out in the field. And of course, last year, now 2020, getting the Camogie team back out in the field. And as you just said there as well, uh, that knit that of uh, of players were all determined to do well. You had leaders throughout the fields and it showed in your results only two competitive defeats all year
1: yeah yeah no it's it's been it's been really good and to be honest at the helm of all that we have we have an exceptional county board now as i often say we might not have the volume of people that other counties would have because i guess and orland that is a second team is a second sport in in, in in comparison to football sorry but we might not have the volume but we have the quality of people and we have people there that will spend hours upon hours of their day seven days a week to try and push camogie on and it's testament to those people um at the helm and working in the background that has us been able to even put together a team to get girls out training to give us the training facilities support put management in place like there's so much little um Uh, Nooks and crannies and like pieces of the chain that needs to be pieced together before we can even start competing. So thankfully we have a great people we have a great county board and people like to help us to allow us as players to do that and we had that, that That there's always been a core group of people in Cavan who absolutely love their camogie and we mightn't have been able to see the fruits of that in other years with no competitive team um, no competitive Cavan team but there was people there all the time that have put in hours upon hours and you know unfortunately their time might have passed now. They might have moved on with families and things have to change in people's lives but they are not forget- forgotten in all this they are the trainers that have brought on our juveniles through the years when there mightn't have been much highlight or much advertising what they've done. They've done solid work at grassroots levels to bring us on and promote us. So it's all testament to them in the background as well.
0: And like there is a vibrant club scene in Cavan, which we'll talk about in a moment. But like when I was researching for this interview, Aaron, I was stunned that you actually only made your Cavan Camogie debut this year. I assumed you had play uh, for the team back when uh, ten years ago as well. So needless to say, two years ago, if I had said to you, "You're going to captain Cavan to an All Ireland Camogie title," you probably would have laughed at me.
1: <laughs> I would I would have laughed at anybody else too but uh, yeah I suppose it was it all happened so quick I suppose I didn't really overthink it to be honest I was captain of the law club scene there for the last few years and I suppose maybe it was just an automatic advancement after being captain of the the club you know the county the club the county title winning club that maybe that I was um, nominated then maybe to captain the county but I was absolutely honoured and still am honoured to lead such girls you know but there's there's no leading in them girls you know they're all captains they're all well able to see where we have to improve they'll all give the shouts at training and saying come on this is crap you know we all need to lift it you know and you know some days I'll go in and I'll be a bit quiet or that at training you know trying to gather myself or might be on time and rushing from work and no, you know, helmet or something like this. And the girls will be roaring at me. Will you come on and hurry up and get stuck in? You know, we all boost each other on. So um, my job's made easy by being surrounded by such fantastic girls and management as well. You know, we, we, we all knock off each other. And I think that's a testament to our success so far, maybe.
0: Camogie always been your passion, I know that, but it's even more remarkable of the story, you weren't even playing Camogie at club level for a few years too. You started off playing Camogie, and correct me if I'm wrong, your mum was a trainer, but when you couldn't play with the boys anymore, you under 14, you, you had to move on, was that correct?
1: Uh, well, I started playing Camogie up here in the primary school in Drumkilly, and uh, mum used to come in after school and coach us in uh, primary school, so that was from well i'd say from about 8 to about 11 or that and then after that then i was playing football as well with the local Club team here, Chris Law with the boys. And I had fallen in love with football as well. And the camogie wasn't as strong. So unfortunately, football kind of took over. And I was asked into the county uh, under 14 girls scene here in Cavan. But I needed to be registered with a cl- uh, ladies club team. So I had to move to my neighbouring club here of Lacken because Chris Law had no ladies team. So I registered with Lacken ladies down here and was welcomed down there with open arms thanks to everybody down there and uh, so I started football It actually became my main priority then playing with the club down there and with the county scene and I advanced on through the county ranks then under 14 under 16 and on up to minor and football just took over then I went to college in Sligo and then I actually ended up going to college further on in Aberdeen in Scotland but football had taken over and it wasn't until midway through Aberdeen when I was about I don't know, about 24, 25, some of the local girls here were like, will you ever come back to Camogie? I know they were always at me, but I felt like I didn't have time between college and part-time work and county football and club football. I thought I just didn't have time. So when the girls advanced or approached me around here and said will you ever get your you know, your rear and gear and come back to us? I always knew I'd come back. It was just about a bit of time management, you know, and a bit of a push I suppose. So when the girls got on to me here, I went back up and God, I fell straight in love with it. We had such a competitive bunch of girls up there as well and um, some of the older girls that are actually still around you know they're some of my best friends now I know they might have families of their own now but they're still staunch camogie players they love their camogie they love Christian Law Club camogie and they love to see the county doing so well as well and just fell in love with the whole setup again and there was no going back then as soon as I picked up the whole back up the, there about, about about 24 so I'd say about nine years ago uh, we done really well with the club initially and Won an Ulster club title. Um, I'm going to say that was 2012. I think my years might be matching up here now, but something around that. And uh, we actually went to London then and played in an All Ireland semi final against Tara in London. So that was just you know great crack and a great bond. And it grew, grew, it grew um, from that. My my love and for it again. And then I've captained the local team here for the last five years, and we've won Ulster club titles there and that. So yeah, I love it now more than ever to be honest um, yeah so happy out between well I'm still playing with the Black and Ladies Club which is obviously a different club to the football but that's another story
0: I, I'm, I'm going to be coming to that because I actually realised too when I asked the question I was mixing the two codes up I was actually kind You're of talking right. about Black and rather than even cross-
1: cross- my own parents can't keep up here by time so <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you're a know, very unique 2020 club level too. We'll get to that in a moment. Just see, we're talking about football. Of course, I mentioned in the intro you were a juvenile Ireland winner too because you were part of the cabin set up that won the All Ireland Intermediate Championship in 2013.
1: Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was studying in Aberdeen at the time, so I was over and back for um, that campaign. Usher, um, that was a phenomenal um, build up. The girls had lost the All Ireland in 2011, so I think that hurt. I wasn't a member of that now panel but i think the heart of that and um, scored them on in 2013 um and there was a great blend of youth and experience there in that 2013 team um and all ireland was definitely in that make and from to from underage ranks calvin had won a lot through ulster um and it was just a matter of, t- of time until an all ireland came so yeah i was blessed to be part of that um that panel uh, i was away for a lot of it i suppose i was away for, for up until the summer and then I was home for the summer so I was around from the summer on but um, I was delighted yeah sure I have best friends you know who were on that panel with me and played in that and played that day so it's unreal that we have that uh, moment and that moment made in history and the All-Ireland medal in the back pocket's lovely we're surrounded by such good friends you know that I've played county football with for 10 odd years or more.
0: How difficult uh, is this Aaron to commit to a county team, especially when you're when you're living abroad, as you said, you were over in over Aberdeen at the time, so no doubt it was difficult to kind of maintain the commitments for the cabin set up.
1: Yeah, well, I found it very difficult because the type of player I am, I have to be training, you know. I wouldn't have a natural level of uh, fitness or pace or anything like that. So I need to be at it to be at my best kind of thing. So I found, yeah, in 2013, when I was over and back to Aberdeen, I found it difficult to keep up to the pace of the game, to be honest, when I was away from competitive training. Um, Now, I was trying to do my my bit in Aberdeen, but it's just not the same when you're not competing against people who are competing like pushing themselves on to try and get a jersey on the starting team or that I just felt like I was constantly behind and trying to catch up and a little bit of frustration I suppose set in by times when I when I when I wasn't good enough or when I wasn't making the team but I just kind of had to sit back and say you know I'm studying like my career has to take um has to take priority at some at this stage anyway in my life so I was just happy that the management like allowed me to come over and back and be a member of the panel like and I did come in as much as I could like in the summer then like I was never missed a training in the summer but I felt like I hadn't really got the spade work done um during the winter or that to really push on felt like my sharpness might have let me down you know in the heel of the hunt but regardless of that I was um, absolutely delighted to have the All-Ireland medal and to win with the girls as I say is just uh, fantastic
0: With well, that um, it wasn't too long after that that you wrapped up playing for the county football if I'm correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I finished up after that, yeah. I do think Camogie Come had with a lot won't. to do. <laughs> <laughs> No, exactly. I do think uh, Camogie had a lot to do with that, to be honest. I, li- I went back up to Crystal and I just fell in love with the scene up there and to be honest the club was doing so well as in we had compete, we had got through to Ulster Club for the last, for a good few years. So we were actually training October and November with the club anyway. So I was happy enough to just train with the club and then take my break then for December and January for, for the and like not go back into a county scene then and just take my break and then go back to the club scene then again in February. It was it was what I wanted to do at the time and I'm still happy enough with my decision, you know.
0: Did it feel like you were starting all over again because you'd rediscovered that passion for Kogi that no doubt you always had uh, and then of course uh, you went into a setup there with your friends and you were enjoying success with the club?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I suppose I kind of nearly regret now that I did take that break, you know, that I did miss those few years with Chris Law, because as I say, like, I would have loved to have spent even more time playing with some of the older girls that might be finished up now, you know, and now are our supporters. But it is what it is. You know, I had to make different choices between career and studying and football and camogie, and i did what was best at the time but um now i'm just so happy and lucky to be surrounded by the the such a great club setup and now the county setup has just given me a re, re, renewed boost you know now i don't know how many uh, years i've left to commit or whatever but sure it's a short year now so we'll roll over into 2021 and we'll take it month by month then <laughs>
0: Erin I, I can imagine we'll have plenty of conversations about Intercounty for a few more years at least anyway
1: oh no yeah well we'll see how the body holds up but so far so good yeah still loving it
0: You've talked about success the club in Camogie and Kershala, um, and we talk talk about Jimmy Greville in a few minutes. Uh, the, uh, at the same time, you're continuing your football career at uh, um, Like There was county success in 2014, I know there was some beforehand too. And all of a sudden then law decided to start focusing on football.
1: Yeah, um, I'm going to say about five years ago they set up their own uh, ladies football team but um, that was with um, no surprise because at under 14 and under 16 level law ladies were kind of like ruling the rooster one of the top clubs um, at juvenile level so it was only a matter of time until them girls progressed on to a senior club team a lot of those girls would have won medals even with Cav under 14 and under 16 um, like some of the captained them you know there was just fantastic footballers around the club so it was only a matter of time as I say till they had a senior team going in the club and they are up there they have just, they have just great people great volunteers around it they love their football and like that they're driving on the club scene massively and um, they have, they have a great young team now, Chris law You know, and they will be the team for the future. Or like they're the team of the present and a team for the future years and years to come. You know, the it's scary, it's frightening. Nearly the quality and the talent that's up there and the competition for places. You'll see that. Well, law won the um, county junior title this year, actually. So they had a team competing at, in the senior county final and the junior county final and their junior team won it. So they have just so much competition, so many girls up there mad for the football. So um it's yeah, they're it's a great club. It's a great club up there now, to be honest. Mixing between the camogie and the football.
0: So have you been tempted to transfer back in football?
1: <laughs> um no, I get no, I wasn't tempted. I'm honoured to be asked back, and and the people have said I'd be welcomed with open arms and that. So I'm delighted. I'm delighted to hear that, you know. But as I always say, if Lacken are playing, then I'm Chris Law Ladies number one supporter, you know. Um I've spent a lifetime with Lacken. I've um some of my best friends are down in Lacken. Um I was I was treated so well when I went down there. I have some phenomenal memories when I was a child basically a child down there uh, we won um, a county junior title and we progressed on to Ulster junior uh, final against High Holland in Clonus when I was only I think it was 14 um, we played, we went up to Kilcar in Donegal on a bus and I remember it was one of the best days of my life I'd say, being surrounded by all the, all the girls and uh, um, we had such a great we had such a great um, Bond there, and I was well looked after by the likes of Rosie Mulligan, Linda Kenny, and all down there. I remember them all coming to collect me, and Rosie's little red polo, and I was fighting for the front seat, and all those memories can't be replaced, you know. And I just feel like my time with Lacken has been just. So phenomenal over twenty years that I'm just I'm just so happy to have them memories banked, and I'm just happy enough with the way things are now. I still such great friends down there, so I'll just say I'll just not I'll not I'll not fix what's not broken at the minute.
0: <laughs> because I suppose as Moses, so listeners know as well, Aaron, it's not just that you picked out a club when there's no football to play back when you were under fourteen; it's that you actually live effectively halfway between the two clubs. You're in the Crush law side, yes, but, you know, you're as close enough as both to Lacken as you are to Crush law
1: Oh, I am, certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's as much of a muchness to go to Kinleck pitch, which is Krishlaw's pitch, as to go to Lacken. So I'm lucky in that sense. I'm either going up the road or down the road. You know what I mean? There's no big uh, travelling or anything like that. So I'm blessed in that uh, regard.
0: Now, as fate would have it in 2020, you won two county titles. Won the Camogie with crusher law, nothing unusual there. You won the football with Lacking, nothing unusual there. But you won the football with Lacking playing crusher law.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was, um, it was a I suppose a different kind of a game or a match up for me personally. But as anyone like that knows me or anyone that I even play with they'd have the exact same thing you know when you, once you have the jersey on you're all for that team you're all for the girls that are playing on that team at the day, on the day so you put on the jersey and you fight hard and um, it's for the the team on the day so in the county football final it was lacking jersey i was wearing that day so i was going to do anything i could to try and get our team over the line um and then for the krishlaw camogie whenever i put on the krishlaw jersey i'm all for krishlaw camogie and dying to help our girls and do what i can to help us get over the line you know it's just it's 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 nothing to do with who you're playing against it's all who you're playing with and just you want to win so It it worked out fine and the girls on both sides I have great friends on both sides you know it's a laugh a minute with them you know when we get onto the pitch yeah it's all serious because we all want to win but that's the competitive nature in us it's a really healthy healthy rivalry healthy bit of crack and we all we all have fun before the pitch and after the pitch you know
0: Do you ever have any um, potential incident with a crucial law player when you're playing football that nearly uh, got heated?
1: (laughs) Uh, No, actually, no, um, no, we're all we're all pretty uh, okay with each other. Nothing has materialised out of anything. No, a few knocks and bangs here and there and bruises and all that, that you'd be rubbing into each other. The odd time or an odd bit of a complaint for F doesn't give you a a right decision that you'd hear plenty about, you know, that you're a complainer and a bit of abuse and that. But it's all water reducts back. It's all healthy and a bit of a bit of a laugh.
0: Just before I, I, I'll leave in that one Aaron of course the, like history of Gaelic Games is littered with people winning dual county titles in the same year with different clubs but of course uh, talking about this unique situation as well how is the build up to that like you're, you're out training with these players one moment to win a Camogie title and then you're still knocking around the parish even though you're training with the other team for a football title is there ever kind of that sense of weirdness for the week or two beforehand or do you just try and keep your distance when does the football is coming to go. Yeah, what way does it work out?
1: Um, it works out fine. To be honest, we just don't think about it. We have our Pacific Camogie nights for when I'm up in Chris and we train with Komogi then there's not really many mention of football. Um and then the following night I'll go down to Laken and I'll just train my football with Lakin and the girls will be up with their football at Crushelah. Um there's never really any crossover or any bother um I prepare like anything else. But to be honest, they're generally split, so you might have a Camogie Championship final and um, we'll say one Sunday and then two weeks after then. It'll be a football championship final or maybe a week after so you're not seeing the girls that week in preparation for the county final anyway because I'm down in lacking for that week I don't we wouldn't be training with camogie that week in preparation so it works just fine and you know as I say if I do cross sure I'm always up in Kinleck up in the town you would have people like throwing out an odd bit of abuse here and saying you'd have to go away for this weekend and this sort of stuff you know but sure you give as good as you get and sure it's all banter and it's all as I say it's all hell- healthy, healthy um, rivalry, healthy banter and that's what it's all about as long as we can maintain that and I think we will you know, there's such a great bunch of girls in in Lacken and Law, They have a great positive outlook. You know, they're all just happy playing their sport. And there's no negativity or there's no, there's no, she said this, he said that. Like, it's not, there's none of that. You know, it's, it's, it's all, it's all mature fun, you know. So I never feel any way, I never feel anyway unwelcome in any area, in any code. So I'm lucky with the people I'm around, you know.
0: It's a bit of banter as well. I don't have them in front of me here, Erin. I just wondered, have you any club action to look forward to in the new year? How are Crosslaw cross or Lacken getting on in the Ulster Championships?
1: Yeah, we have. With Lacken football, we have the Ulster Club Semi Final. Uh, it's the 9th of January. No, it could be the 10th, but it's that weekend <laughs> anyway. I think it's the Sunday um, up in um, Glenfin. Um, in Donegal against the Donegal Champions Glenfinn so we have that so we're back with Lacken now um, we'll be pulling stop on that train and now this weekend and hopefully have a week or 10 days off Christmas and then with Chris law then we have we haven't got the Ulster Club campaign started with that at all. So we just have the first round of it against Antrim champions. And there's no fixed date for it um, middle to end of January. But obviously all this depends on COVID cases and that um, post-Christmas and that. So we we'll just take it one step at a time. But yeah, we're back to the club scene training. Um, enjoying it. It's not it's not too um, tough or too hectic, but enjoying actually being back at Lacken after such a long camogie season there. Just kicking a ball and seeing those girls again and it'll be the same when I get up to the club girls in Crishalaw, you know just it's nice to spice it up and change it up again and do a wee bit but i'll be enjoying the christmas break as well
0: <laughs> oh yeah at least uh, it'll be a short a short one anyway based on a busy schedule but something great yeah well anyone knows
1: me know, knows i'll make hay when i do get a, when i do get the time anyway
0: <laughs> i've no i've no doubt just when you mentioned COVID there and before i finish up with the intercounty, you're a qualified pharmacist too if i'm correct how has this year been for you work-wise
1: yeah, I suppose when March came initially when the first lockdown was coming in or was preempted, um, it was very tough then. Um I think people were it was the anxiety in people and the kind of the stress that was on people and the worry of what was what was to come. It was you know, very much um, negative and doom and gloom around with people so that was quite stressful um, and then a lot of our practices had changed in the way we we, we do our job basically we introduced a new um, health mail system which we had to come to terms with very quickly because uh, the GPs weren't seeing as many patients with lack of interaction and that so we had to adjust to that but that was like about two months you know where we had to think on our feet and had to take everything um, you know laws and Legislations were changing every second day and that. So just kind of had to keep up with it and just power through and just know, you know, that we will get through this. We will get through this. But since that, um, it's plateaued out a bit. I think people knew that now that we were in this for the long haul and people started to settle. Our work practices became more, um, we've, we adjusted to them better and we, we began to know them better. So now um, now it's fine. You know, obviously it's busy now building up to Christmas, but um, we've adjusted to the way things have changed rightly. And yeah, we're it's fine now, to be honest. Um, I'd say if we went back to what it was pre prior to covid times and what had changed we'd have to spend time adjusting back so we're happy out with the way things are now Busy I mean, build-up to Christmas, all right, you know. There's a lot of people shopping local, which is great and promoting that. Um, so, you know, people aren't making the long trips to Dublin or Belfast or whatever. So um, the shop is busy and as a result, the dispensary is busy. But, you know, the buzz of Christmas is great. We've had such a such a lull there for a couple of months during the year with lockdowns and that. So being, seeing people coming through the doors and obviously acting responsible, but uh, that buzz of people coming in and smiling and face and talking about... Uh, anti-common and all you know it gives people um, a lift
0: uh, it certainly does and I do, I worked seven years in the pharmacy myself and that's the real buzz you yeah, get right. the personal interaction with customers and getting to know them as well if you don't mind me asking uh, with, with the it's going to 2021 with the hopefully vaccines going through safely enough for everyone would that impact your role in particular or is that just something that's, that won't really affect ph- pharmacy as much
1: Um, No, I probably will affect pharmacies, but it won't be until like the latter, the middle of the year or that when the whole big rollout is done um, of the vaccine. Um, The initial rollout is probably going to be, now don't quote me on it but it's going to be in like um the long term like care facilities and then in hospital and that kind of areas for healthcare workers and then the next one then is probably um the mass rollout which will involve uh, GP, Which well it will involve the large mass vaccination units, I think they're thinking of developing where there's going to be a bigger area for a large amount of people to attend and also then GPs and pharmacies so I suppose we're a good bit down on the where they are going to be made available and there's not really been that much rolled out to us with regarding guideline guidance yet but I guess it just depends on how the initial vaccination goes and results of that and and the availability and distribution and all further down the line but I'd say by the time it'll impact pharmacies it'll probably mid 2021 I'd say because there's so many other vaccination centres will be um, the first port to call I guess.
0: Hopefully, it's all a positive development over the year. We can get back to some form of normality. Before we finish up the segment there, and I have to go back to the Nancy Murray Cup because that's where I want to finish up the season. Um, Look, you went into that championship campaign. There was yourselves, to and allowed. You would have known you were favourites based on the form you'd shown, but of course, that counts for little on the field of play. But leading up to that final was there a feeling that if we can just deliver on the day that we're, we're going to achieve our, our, our main target for the year?
1: Oh, 100%, yeah. And as you say, um, it was all going to be on the day. And any day, any of the, the big guns can be knocked off like we've seen that even in men's championship football this year with Kerry being eliminated and maybe Cavan oh, you can say <laughs> Cavan and
0: Donegal yeah, <laughs> I had to get that in
1: there um, so that was a great day for Cavan fair play to the lads that gave us a serious boost during tough times as well but uh, as I say um, getting back to it um, any, any favour can be knocked out on any day so we just knew that we needed to take the game step by step you know play for the water break right, to halftime and going on like that and don't let any favourite label or any anything like that bring in any complacency but as I say with the girls um, I'd be very surprised if I seen complacency in those girls they're very driven you know and they all want to perform personally and want the team to come together to perform as well for the good of Calvin Camogie so I was going into that final I was optimistic but and I was happy that there was going to be zero complacency and I um I knew that if we did perform on the day, as I say, that we would come, up, we would come out with that title, which was which was which was good. And thankfully it did work out on the day. Now I would say, I'll hold my hand up, it wasn't our best performance by no means. And I think we were all disappointed with our performance on the day. But maybe that's testament to the girls being us all being a bit hard on ourselves sometimes and wanting to play better. But then conditions on the day were woeful, you know, it wasn't a day for Kamoge, it was there was rain and wind that it just cut you in two you know I remember doing the warm up and I nearly felt like I couldn't run in one direction because the wind was blowing me back so much and I remember going for one strike um, not that my shooting is ever on target anyway but God it was woeful the stick went one way and the slitter went next but uh, so it was hard conditions for both ourselves and Tyrone to really um show what, what skills we had on the day but come here, wins a win and we'll take it and it ticked our goal off that we set off at the end of the year so we were all happy out, leaving that day.
0: Because I was just going to ask you about the conditions as well, because I watched that match and it was, it looked ter- it looked ter- terrible to have to play in like you know a, a, a cold, a windy Saturday night. But you, you dealt with it nicely, like you mentioned the four quarters. But what impressed me most, the balls and it was similar to the um, All Ireland semi final in Premier Junior against Ross Common that I was at is that you took control of the game in that third quarter again and you you drove on and you looked like you were comfortable in that position.
1: Ah, yeah, we were now. uh, The first half, I suppose, maybe it was nerves. It was still a final at the end of the day. It was still like being live streamed. You know, this sort of thing that maybe was just like a bit of nerves and needing to perform well and that. And then just finding our feet and balancing the conditions as well. It was a mixture of things that maybe threw us in the first half. But in the second half, I suppose, we kind of went in with our heads down, kind of saying, God, what are we doing here? Why is this scoreline so low? And why are we not performing the way we can? Because we would have played them up into own beforehand and we knew that we had performed so much better so I think we were just like nearly frustrated that we weren't playing as well as we could so we came out in the second half and the girls started to gel better we kind of started to win midfield better and we kind of brought our game to them they kind of lost their shape a bit and it was kind of all in our quarter then for the last 15 and the girls popped up with some lovely scores and really the last 15 minutes showed what we could do as a team collectively.
0: It was a great performance and added on to a great year as well. A um, couple of questions, uh, Aaron, before we finish up this segment. Um, one, we talked about the season already, but talk me through uh, standing up there to lift the trophy and looking down at your own teammates, your friends, and how much it meant to you personally, as much as Cavan, that you were All Ireland champions.
1: Um, yeah, well, I suppose personally, I was just so grateful that I had the opportunity to be the one that was going up the steps to lift the cup um, I was just so happy for the girls who had put in the work in a hard hard year you know to keep it going um. there's there's girls there that make savage sacrifices, traveling journeys. And I know this is the same for every county team, but traveling journeys and then leaving um, like small children at home to come out in the wet and the rain of November to come out and train. So just really happy for those that they got their All-Ireland medal and they have it in their pocket. As well as that, just um, happy for the county board to see the fruits of all their hard work all their long phone calls and Zoom meetings that were happening all during the year to try and keep the thing ticking over it wasn't easy with no fundraising or anything to be able to be done um, with the county board but they somehow put it together and we never wanted for a bit as a team and just lifting that cup was just a thanks to everyone and just you know and just happy for everyone that we all won that all Ireland together and grateful for everyone who put in the work into us to allow us to compete and to win as well.
0: And, of course, deserving winners too in a great year. And as we mentioned earlier on, so close to a double. Erin, uh, final question in this segment, and I know there's lots we didn't get to, but uh, ambitions for this year, I have no doubt COVID-19 permitting you want to be in Crow Park for an All-Ireland Premier Junior final and hopefully uh, deliver another uh, title for Cabin as well. Is there any other... Outside that, or will everything be geared towards? Hopefully, again, we're saying that you get a chance to line out in Crow Park in a Premier Junior final.
1: Well, I suppose with the county end of things, yeah, definitely that would be that would be the dream. Um, come September or July or whenever <laughs> we don't know when these fixtures are going to be, um, set in stone. But whenever it is, yeah. But we're not going to be looking at that when we set out. Um, in January again, it'll be taking training session by training session, training game by training game, and getting our performances in. Start first by getting people fit and sharp, getting the first touch in, working together in house. Games to try and get our strategy together and get girls re- familiarised again. We're playing together, and then take it league game by league game, looking at where we're going wrong, where we can change up things, um, and just going from there. It's a it's a building process, you know. You can't you can't can't get to the top, but i going step by step. So step by step, will be training session, training session by and game by game, and building and building and looking at our performances and constantly looking to improve or change things around so that. We're constantly on our toes and just keep people biting at the bit. Keep girls competitive for positions and jerseys, and that's what'll drive the team on. And hopefully, we're still there thereabouts come July.
0: Well, Erin, we wish you the very, very best of luck, whether it's with Cavan, with Crusher Law, or with Lacken, whatever comes in 2021. Before we let you go, of course, we've one more bit of business to do, and that is the players. Favourite moment in these interviews, the Fantastic Four, where Erin in a moment will pick the two best players she has played with. Now that can be club, county, college, any criteria you decide yourself, and the two best players that you've played against. So Erin, we're going to kick off your Fantastic Four, the best player you've played with and why.
1: Um, I think the best well this is now hard very hard there's only people <laughs> could be in for this but uh, one of the best players I've ever played Camogie would, would have to be um, our half forward, Sinead McKenna um, the reasons behind that is her solid work rate and her application to her sport in to both club and county Um, she's an inspiration Um, she works so hard to improve herself she's a free taker she's there morning noon morning noon and night on a pitch somewhere practising her freeze Um, her work rate is second to none she's always there driving us on you can always rely on her on the big day that she will show up and she'll put her body on the line and she put her head in where other people wouldn't put their foot um, to me as captain she's inspiring with her, how much drive and motivation she has to achieve um, She's so critical on herself. She um she's always wanting to improve, she's always looking at the team and where we can improve. Um she's hard satisfied, but that's testament to her as a player, you know. Um she's also a great friend, a great teammate. I think everyone will hold your hand up hand up to that one. Um so she'd be one of the best anyway.
0: I definitely would concur with all that. She was the standout name for me. I think when I watched the group match against Tyrone in and the Nancy Murray Cup and of course I'd seen the damage she can do um in the flesh in that all in Premier Junior semi final. So Sinead McKenna from Cavan is the first pick, Aaron Galligan, the second player you played with. Bye. I think uh, Roisin
1: O'Keefe is one of the next ones. Um, it has to be. She she just oozes um, flair and grace with a with a hurl in her hand. Um, Roisin has been around the camogie scene for years. She was, she's was she been one of the ones that have been consistently in, in, in and around camogie teams in Cavan and with her club for the whole way through. Um, she's just a natural camogie player. Um, and then with the count, she's experienced as well. She's a great reader of the game. She um, She's a great um, playmaker. She was our centre half forward there with Kevin, and she just sets up plays. She can see she can see the play develop um, in advance, and she's also a great shot taker. And like that, um, her work rate and her commitment to um, both club and county is second to none. She's uh, put her whole life into um, into her sport, and um, it's just a reward that she's definitely one of the best footballers and Camogie players that I've ever played with. Well, she plays at my club at in Football, and I would have played county football with her as well. So, and she's a great friend as well, of course. But uh, I think that she has it in in every angle as well on the camogie and football
0: pitch. I think you were reading my All-Ireland semi-final report from last year. It was Roisin O'Keefe and Sinead McKenna with the two players in attack I was picking out in particular. And Roisin set up yeah. so many scores in that game, as well as getting some important ones herself. So it's Roisin O'Keefe and Sinead McKenna. Now, Aaron, it's time for the two players you played against. So first, the best player you played against and why?
1: Well I suppose it would be hard to go by uh, Ciara Donnelly who was player of the match in the All-Ireland final there um, against um, Armagh um, she scored 13 points which is incredible um, 7 of those were from play 6 were from freeze so I think 4 freeze 245 she was next to unstoppable to be honest um, she was shooting her, her agility to turn a player and find space and get in scores from awkward angles was you'd stand in. Awe. And then her long range striking from out near midfield, she was popping over with scores, very very hard to mark for any defender who you know would try to be on her because you don't know what she's going to do next, take you on or just shoot from distance. And um, she's pure talent, and like that, she's been around Camogie ranks in Ulster for years and has been has won has won all the accolades. But again, she showed there in the All Ireland final her pure class.
0: Yeah, and you know well, it's it's it's. It's impossible to kind of look back with, I think anything i losing in an All Ireland final, but at least when the other team and a particular player like Kira, as you mentioned, very, very well. You can take some solace of that just on the day that she was the, the top player in the field or the better team might have got the edge. You know, it, it, it's a tough one to take. So we have Sinead McKenna from Cavan, Roisin O'Keefe from Cavan and Kira Donnelly from Armagh. Erin Gallagher. it's time to complete the Fantastic Four. The second player you played against and why?
1: we played Limerick in Limerick's second team in a league match in Cavan there at the beginning of the year in February time and I suppose I had the first cut of uh, Rebecca Noonan. Uh, she mightn't be like a, a household name of a senior uh, camogie player um, and mightn't be on the senior Limerick team but I got my handful, full <laughs> my hands full with her uh, during the year so I think I was a bit tormented by that but um, like that very like Ciara Donnelly had the ability to take on Players would find space. She just crept away from me so many times to be able to find space and um, shoot over some phenomenal scores. And again, her free-taking is in unbelievable like you couldn't foul at all within nearly the 65 or she could put a free over um she's she's very agile as well um very very wristy with the hole very hard marked um but i just i think it's because i had a a personal experience with trying to mark or that um i'd have to rate her as one of the best that
0: i've marked anyway well, you've got a sports stats exclusive here with Aaron Gallagher now. Rebecca Noonan, one to watch in 2021. And when she makes the breakthrough, we'll tell you that we heard it here first on the fair green. So let's run through Aaron Gallagher's fantastic four again Sinead McKenna from Cavan, Sheen Key from Cavan, Kira Donnelly from Armagh, and Rebecca Noonan from Limerick. Aaron, this has been an absolute pleasure. I've really, really enjoyed this conversation. Well done again to everything that Cavan and your, your two clubs, Crosslaw and Lacken achieved in 2020 and look forward to watching with keen interest in 2021 to continue the success story and I've no doubt we will talk again over the next 12 months. Erin Galligan from Cameron, this week's guest in the Fair Green. With that being said, Erin, thank you very much.
1: Thanks a million, Darren. Thanks for having me. Enjoyed it. Thank you.